You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell completes his series, It's the 21st Century, Are You Keeping Up? In this final part, Linnell plays a speech he did at Claflin University, where he spoke about the five things that every visionary leader should know. Let's listen in. Well, we're back for another evening, and I am still covering the same topic. Tonight's topic again is the 21st century. Are you keeping up? And this is part three. Now, for those of you who maybe haven't heard the first two parts, last week I asked the questions of are you stuck with the 20th century mentality? And I also asked, are you stuck in the work context of the industrial revolution? And when I first started the series, I made a promise that I would share maybe one or two speeches from the past that I've done in different places. And so tonight, I am really excited to be sharing one of those speeches with you. And part of the reason why I'm looking to do that is because we've been talking about technology. We've been talking about the 21st century. We've been talking about how things have shifted and how in a lot of ways we haven't shifted with it. And the speech that I want to play tonight is from actually last year, 2014. I believe it was April, maybe in March or April last year. And I was invited to speak at Claflin University. And Claflin University is a historically black college. Actually, I think it's the number one ranked historically black college. I know it was last year and the year before that. And I spoke at their convocation. And what I covered at the convocation were the five things that every visionary leader should know. And so when I covered the five things, basically, I talked a great deal about knowing your era. And you'll hear that in the first part of the speech. And in that, I said, you need to know your century, you should know your world, and you should also know what's next. And that is a lot of what we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks with the topic of the 21st century and are you keeping up? And so I thought that that speech would be appropriate to play for you all this evening. And I have to tell you, as I was kind of preparing for this evening and thinking about, okay, what parts of the speech do I want to play? I found myself basically almost sharing the entire speech with you all. And the speech is about 30 minutes, a little bit under 30 minutes, maybe 28, 28 minutes. And so what I decided to do is play the whole speech. And I'm going to tell you, stick with it because I cover all five of the things every visionary leader should know. But I think there's there are things that everyone should know. And I talk about how technology has changed. I also uh, share snippets on how to manage your media. And keep in mind, I was I was talking to a group of college students and they are the leaders of tomorrow. And so in a lot of ways, I was looking to inform them based on where they were, but also based on who they will be and what they need to know when they step out into this world. 
So I am going to have Zach start the speech up in a moment and stay tuned after the speech because I do want to share a few things after the speech. And I also want to get my perspective on the upcoming election in Chicago. And so you definitely, definitely don't want to miss that. That's how I plan to end the show. So, Zach, if you have the speech queued up, I will stop talking when you get that going. Good morning, Panthers. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. I am supercharged. I'm telling you. I flew in from Chicago last night, and it was snowing. And so I, I talked to my assistant who helps me out. I said, hey, you got to get me on an earlier flight. I cannot miss this. And sure enough, the flight I was supposed to be on got canceled. So I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here, and I definitely have a lot I want to say in a short amount of time. First, I want to say it's truly an honor and a privilege to be here with you all. So thank you to Dr. Tisdale and to the rest of the faculty for having me. Last night, Dr. Ball picked me up, and the first thing he said is, are you going to talk about visionary leadership? I said, oh yeah, that's right up my alley. I'm all over it. And the problem I've had in preparing my speech is not you know, what to cover, but what to cover in a short amount of time. And so I'm gonna ask you a question because I'm speaking to the student body. Can I talk to you plainly today? Can I? Do I have to entertain you or can we just get into what we want to talk about this morning? All right, excellent. Because a lot of times, you know, people need stories to entertain, and I just don't have time to do that, okay? All right. Well, the first thing I want to share is I have five things every visionary leader should know. So I'm looking at you, but I believe that the faculty and the adults in the room are going to get a lot out of this too. And the first thing is know your era. Know your era, okay? And so go ahead, take out your cell phones, do whatever you have to do to take notes. All right? I'm giving you permission. I understand Generation Y, I love you guys. So take out the cell phones, get on Twitter, tweet what I say, do whatever it is you have to do so you can remember what I'm saying this morning. If you want to tweet me, my Twitter is at Linnell Harris. My name is on the program, tweet me, all right? I'll answer your questions when I'm, when I'm in the airport later. All right? All right, number one, know your error. All right, so what do I mean by that? What I mean is know your century, know your world, and then know what's next. Now, when I say know your century, a lot of adults today, they don't even know what century they're living in. I mean, some of us are still stuck back in the, in the 20th century in the 1990s. And this is the 21st century, and we're 13 years into the 21st century. And just to remind us of what's taking place in the 21st century, let's go back to 2001 when it began, all right? Because nine months after it started, 9-11 happened. And then before the year could close, we were at war as a country, all right? And then fast forward to 2002, and unemployment spiked. 2003, we go to war with Iraq, and we topple Saddam Hussein, and then between the years of 2000 and 2005, over in Eastern Europe, while we were going through our own thing, five countries 
They have nonviolent protests and they topple their governments in the color, color revolution. That's how this century started. And it's funny to me because often I'm talking to colleagues and peers who are my age and they always say, I can't wait till things get back to normal. Well, guess what? This is the new normal. This is the 21st century. It's shifted. And so one of the most important things you have to take away is you have to know your era. You have to know your time. Now, while all of those things were happening, and they, they, they took the media by storm, right? That's all we saw, all the bad that was happening in the world. 2008, we went into another economic skid. There were a few things happening silently that are very important. In 2001, Wikipedia launched. Wikipedia.com, and I know you guys know all about that because that's the easiest way to do homework, right? Absolutely. TripAdvisor.com launched in 2001. And then in 2002, LinkedIn launched. And if you remember, 2002 was the year that unemployment spiked. But innovation came out of that with LinkedIn.com. And I can imagine class of 2015, Dwayne, you're gonna be all over LinkedIn, correct? I know it. Okay, in 2003, MySpace launched. Remember MySpace? <laughs> what happened to MySpace? Because in 2004, Facebook launched. And they basically got rid of MySpace, right? Okay, it's still out there, but very few of us are on it. And it's hard to believe in 2004 that Facebook is 10 years old. Facebook has defined a lot of what we're up to in the 21st century, right? I mean, because a lot of you in this room, you can't remember not really being on Facebook, right? As soon as you could get on, you got on. I can imagine as a teenager, you're like, Mom, can I get on Facebook? Am I right? Y'all looking at me like I'm wrong. Am I, on, am, am, I, am, I, am I there? All right, okay. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, that's okay. All right, let's keep moving. 2005, YouTube was introduced. And then in 2006, Twitter was introduced. 2007, the iPhone was launched. And it's hard to remember a world without the iPhone, isn't it? But let me tell you, in 2007, I was carrying a Blackberry because that was the biggest, baddest phone out there. But where are they now? Where are they? They're basically almost in bankruptcy trying to figure out what's next. And so all these things happen at the same time to define what's going on for us in the 21st century. In 2009, the world is marked by change and the United States of America elects its first African-American president and Barack Obama. That had never happened before. But it marks a period where people are looking for visionary leaders that can inspire them. And that is the era in which you live now. So know your century. Now, in knowing your era, you also have to know your world. And so I'm gonna tell you something. One of the things that has defined me as an individual is travel. When I graduated college, I saved all the money I could get because some of the guys I, I went to school with, you know, their parents paid for them to go to Europe. I didn't have that luxury. 
So I saved the money first couple of years out of school because I was gonna go to Europe. I needed to know what they saw because I knew they were my competition. And I remember the first time I was in Europe, how inspired I was because there's nothing like standing outside the Roman Colosseum looking at stones that have been here for thousands of years to inspire you. And that's when I made a decision. I'm gonna make my mark. I'm gonna make my mark. I'm gonna do something that somewhere, somebody, a thousand years from now, will see and understand. And that's something that I wanna plant that seed in each and every one of you. And so whatever you do, get a passport, get it now. Get a passport and start making your arrangements to see the world. Because right now in China, there's somebody who is up. It's midnight, but they're up studying. And if you think your competition is sitting next to you for the next job, if you think your competition is across the way at the other university, if you think the competition is over in Illinois, where I came from, you're right. But it's much larger than that. Because somebody's working hard right now. And so I don't know what you do at nighttime, but I'm telling you, they're up, they're studying. They're trying to be the absolute best they can be because they know when they hit this job marketplace, it's gonna get competitive. And I'm gonna tell you, it's very competitive. So what are you doing right now to prepare? And the reason I say travel is because then you get to see it face to face. And it will inspire you in a way that I can. Because you cannot touch the bars of Nelson Mandela's prison cell in South Africa on Robben Island and not be inspired. You cannot stand next to the marble walls of the Taj Mahal in India and not be inspired and not want to do something that's gonna make a difference. Because the one thing that it taught me is if you put your mind to something, you can accomplish anything. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. So know your world, all right? Next, for knowing your era, is you have to know what's next. You guys are visionaries, right? And visionaries can see into the future. So know what's next. Now, I'm gonna share with you what I believe is next. The information age is 23 years old, but guess what? It's almost over. Now that's a visionary thing to say. But the reason I say that is, if you go all the way back to the Paleolithic age, to the Stone Age, let's do some quick math, okay? The Stone Age lasted 5,000 years. And then right behind the Stone Age came what I refer to as the Metal Age, and so you historians in the room don't get mad at me. But you know, that's the bronze and the copper and all that. But it's the Metal Age, and that lasted 3,000 years, okay? And then behind that came the Middle Ages. And the Middle Ages lasted 1,500 years. Do you see a trend here? 5,000, 3,000, 1,500, it's getting shorter. Then the Industrial Age came along, and we still are benefiting from some of what took place in the Industrial Age. But that lasted 250 years. Dramatic reduction. 1990 started the information age. 
23 years later, I'm saying it's over. Why am I saying it's over? I'll give you a few examples. Foxconn, anybody know that company, Foxconn? Foxconn is one of the largest companies in the world, and they manufacture computer devices. So all you guys with cell phones right now, they manufacture parts that are in your cell phones. And they have 963,000 employees. That's how big they are, based out of Malaysia. And they have operations all over Southeast China. Now here's the kicker. Last year, Foxconn made an order for one million robots. What do you think they need a one million robots for? Think about that. Because they're going to replace the humans. They're trying to cut their workforce by over 80% in the next three to five years. That is what's next. That's why what you do today at this university counts more than you know, because you are, you are preparing your mind to not be the person that's lifting boxes that can be replaced, but the person that's creating what's in the box so you can continue to do what you do and make money and provide for your families. And that's real. In December, I was reading the Wall Street Journal, McDonald's. McDonald's is, they're bringing in 7,000 kiosks in their, in their restaurants to, to pilot them. And so I thought to myself, yeah, that's interesting, I like to see them. And so I started buying my coffee from McDonald's after that. And so I, I walked into the McDonald's in Chicago, I don't see any kiosks. I was in New York, I went and bought coffee there, I don't see any kiosks. I thought to myself, did they really buy 7,000 kiosks? In December, I'm in London. I walk into a McDonald's, there's a kiosk. Then I'm in Paris, there's a kiosk. Just because you don't see it here does not mean it's not happening. It's happening. And so keep your ear to the ground. Know what's next because it will impact your future. It's gonna impact all of our futures. So know your error. That's number one, know your error. Know your, know, know your country, sorry, know your, know your world, know what time, you know your century, and know what's next. All right, number two. Know how to manage your media. Now, I just talked about the information age, and what some of us don't know is that in the last two years, more data has been produced than all time. In the last two years, more data has been produced than all time. And so I know you guys have a lot coming at you. There's a lot of data coming at you. You got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clout, YouTube, Vine, and WorldStarHipHop.com. I know all about it, yup. Don't look at me like you ain't on there. <laughs> the point I'm making here is this, okay? You can't see every news feed. You can't. You can't see every picture. You're not gonna be able to read every tweet. You can't watch every video. And you can't watch every television show. And I don't know about you, but Olivia Pope, she hasn't put any money in my pocket. None. 
And so manage your media because your media is not making you money and it's not going to help you create a vision. A visionary leader has their own vision. So you have to be careful how much tell a vision you watch. You hear me? Because a visionary leader has their own vision. And if you're not careful, you'll let this media tell you what your vision is. Now I'm gonna sit on that for a minute. Because if you're gonna be a visionary, that means you're gonna have to disconnect. You're gonna have to meditate. You're gonna have to think and read and understand what's happening. So that way you can cast a vision for your life. You can create a dream for your life and put the plans in place for that dream so you can work it. And that's not happening on Facebook. Now I'm not saying those things are wrong and they're great tools, I'm on all of them. But I can, I can guarantee you, I manage it. I manage it. Don't let the tool use you. Use the tool. Manage your media. And I'll tell you this, the great people you admire, the great people you admire, they manage their media. Oprah Winfrey, she's on Facebook, but I can guarantee you she's not on, a, on there all the time. And she listens to Beyonce, but I can guarantee you she's not listening to Beyonce all day. All right, Bob Johnson, black billionaires, Barack Obama. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're online. I'm sure they've listened to Jay-Z, but they're not listening to Jay-Z all day. And so what I'm telling you is, there's nothing wrong with it, but you have to manage it. Because if you manage your media, you can manage your mind. And if you can control your mind, you can control your world. Y'all got, you guys with me? All right. Number two, know how to manage your media. Number three, know your purpose. Be you. See, the problems we have now is everybody wants to be the same. You want to fit in. But what you don't realize is the beauty of being you and having your purpose is that you might be completely different. I wore crazy socks this morning on purpose. I know y'all saw it, right? Why? Because I'm just going to be different. I'm going to do something that's going to make you remember me. And the last thing you want to do is blend in. So know your purpose. I see you. And I like it. Got black polka dots in his socks. <laughs> But listen to this, know your purpose. We've all been put on God's green earth for a reason. Do you know why you're here? And I get it, as a young person, I struggle with this. I struggle with what I wanted to do. One minute I wanted to be a teacher, the next I wanted to be an engineer. I got a degree in engineering and I haven't done engineering since. But it's been a beautiful gift because it's given me the capability to do whatever I want. And so, if you don't know your purpose today, your number one job is to define your purpose. There should be no other priority greater than that. 
Define your purpose. Now don't take that and say, well, that means education is second. No, because in order to deliver your purpose, you have to be educated, all right? And the reason the purpose is important is because it provides direction. It will help you make difficult choices. I would not be here today if I did not stick to my purpose. There have been plenty of times where executives from large companies came to me and said, hey, look, man, we want you to work for, work for us. You can make double the money you're making. But it didn't align to my purpose. It did not align to my purpose, and that you cannot buy. And so I had to politely say, you know what? No, thank you. No, thank you. But I can't operate outside my purpose. Everything I've done has been aligned to the purpose, including the job I have today. Purpose provides direction in a way that often I don't think we understand. There was a study by Dr. Jan Salmon, and Dr. Jan Salmon is at the Max Planck Institute for Biological Cybernetics, and they conducted some research that revealed what happens to us when we have no map, when we have no landmarks, and when we have no North Star. And what he found was that when people get lost in a forest or in a barren desert, and they don't have any landmarks, they don't have any stars, that regardless of how hard they try to walk in a straight line, they always end up right back where they started. They literally walk in circles. And I think we all know individuals in our lives that seem to they can't get it right, they can't seem to really get traction. And the thing that differentiates you will be knowing your purpose. So know your purpose. Number four, know how to be an open-minded listener. There is nothing more powerful than listening. I'll say it again, there is nothing more powerful than listening. If you just sit back and listen to somebody, they will tell you all their strengths, all their weaknesses, all their insecurities, if you just can listen. But the problem is, you know, active listening is hard. It's hard because we, most of us, we listen to respond and we listen to defend. But if you listen to learn, you will walk away with so much wisdom. And that is one of the best lessons one of my mentors taught me, is Linnell, shut up and listen. That has been an invaluable gift. 11% of leaders in North America are effective. The other 89% are ineffective. And one of the main reasons why is because leaders lack the ability to listen. And if you want to be successful, one day you will have a team. You look at all the successful people out here, they get on the stage, but they have a team. I have a team. I wouldn't be here without the team. And what makes them effective is that they know how to listen to their team. Number four, know how to be an open-minded listener. Because living is a lifelong journey of learning 
And you can't learn nothing if can't nobody tell you something. All right? Number five, persistence. Persistence. Along your journey, you will come across locked doors. You will bump your head against glass ceilings, believe me, I know. And you will run into brick walls. But no matter what obstacle you face, if it's blocking you from living your purpose, fight through it. Never let anyone tell you what you cannot do. When I was a young boy, a toddler, I had a speech impediment. I couldn't say words, and I had to go to a speech therapist. And as a young boy, everybody else could talk well, they could communicate, they could say what they had to say. I struggled. And I got it together as I got into my adolescent years, but I still was not a strong communicator. And I remember graduating from college and getting my first job. I was bright, I was smart. I just couldn't figure out how to articulate what I wanted to say. And I remember my boss taking me into a meeting and telling my colleague, Linnell understands the data. He understands the analysis, but he won't be able to express it. So I need you to talk for him. And I remember I went home that night and I made up in my mind that that was it. I needed to be able to articulate what I was thinking. And every night for a year, I watched the evening news and I just said what they said. Good evening, this is the 10 o'clock news coming to you from NBC5. I mean, I just did it like that. And I, I figured out how to say my words. I figured out how to enunciate. I figured out how to communicate in a way where people could effectively understand me. And before that, I had leaders tell me, well, you're a smart guy, but you'll probably never be a leader. Oh, you're a smart guy, but you know, you, more than likely you'll probably only be in this position. No, not me. I have a vision, I have a purpose. And so if I have to learn how to read, how to talk all over again, I am. And look at me now. Look at me now. Not only am I a leader, and one of the only African-American executives in my company, but I'm a speaker too. And I just don't speak to students like you, but I speak on the radio to thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And so never let somebody tell you what you cannot do. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Be persistent. Do whatever it takes. Don't give up. Dare to be great. And when you run into that wall, because you will, climb over it. And if you can't climb, then dig underneath it. And if you can't dig, then walk around it. And if you can't walk, then take a hammer and start hitting it. And hit it every minute, hit it every hour, hit it every day, hit it every month, hit it every year until you break through. Because if you hit anything with persistence over and over and over again, it will break. It will break. So number five, be persistent. Break down your walls. Don't give up, Panthers. Dare to be great. 
and make 2014 your year of transformational change. Thank you, class. All right, so we covered yet another segment of It's the 21st Century, Are You Keeping Up? And I played uh, my speech from Claflin University last year that called out five uh, things that every visionary leader uh, should know. And so those of you who tune in every weekend, I see you all that way. And so I do hope that you got something from that. If you weren't listening, I'll cover those five things real quick. Um, The first was know your era. And what that basically means is know your century. We're in the 21st century, 14 years into the 21st century. And then know your world, just uh, global travel. And then also know what's next. So what's coming in the next decade? How should you prepare yourself for that? And then the second thing uh, that every visionary leader should know is basically how to manage your media. We live in a world where, like I said in a speech, there's a lot of media coming at us. And in the last two years, more media was produced than all time. And so how do you manage your media? And then number three is just knowing your purpose and know to be more. And then and number four is know how to be an open-minded listener. I think no matter who we are, no matter what age we are, that's uh, one thing that we all have to continually practice doing. I know for me, even knowing it and even having said it, it's still something that I have to work hard at and just making sure that I'm listening and not listening to respond, but really listening to understand. And then number five was to be persistent, be resilient and just knowing that you know no matter what happens you just got to continue to uh figure out a way to break through so if you run into that wall then you got to climb over it dig underneath it walk around it or take a hammer to it and just keep hitting it until the wall breaks so i had a phenomenal time up at claflin and also had a, a chance to share that same speech at uh iupu university Indiana University, Purdue University, and so had a good time with them as well. So I promised you all that I would share my perspective on the upcoming election. And so I do want to do that now. You know, this is what I'll say. Typically, I I don't talk about politics. I rarely bring them up on the show. And and I've also gotten comments from people in emails that say, well, you know, things are going on in the world and you don't really talk about them. Why is that? And if you notice, I pick and choose. There are certain things that happen that I do bring up and there are other things that are going on that I typically, in a very intentional way, steer myself around because, you know, the show is inspirational perspective and I am dedicated to making sure that if you are tuning in, that is not a political conversation. And if you are tuning in, it is really about your overall self-development and self-actualization. So providing content, providing topics that will make you think. And so if you're listening to, you know, find out who I'm going to vote for, then you're going to be disappointed because one, I don't physically live in Chicago, so I can't cast a vote for either one. (laughs) And two, that's not really what I want to talk about. What I want to share is this. I talk often about how the media works. 
And once again, the media is always at work. In any election, the media is at work. And I'm fascinated with political campaigns for that one reason, especially the type of campaigns that have high stakes and come down to the wire. Very much like this election has with Rahm Emanuel and, and Chuy Garcia, the stakes are high. And both of these gentlemen know it. And one of the reasons the stakes are high is because the weight of the balance of power over an entire city is in the boat. And what's troubling for me is that people are asleep. And I'll say it one more time. The weight of the balance of power over an entire city is in the boat. And some of us are fast asleep. And here's the deal. Campaign donors collectively pour millions of dollars into television and radio ads to convince you on who you should vote for. And they tell you their truths out loud in an effort to outshout the mistakes of the candidates. And it's not because they're bad men. It's because they're humans and humans have flaws. So here's a newsflash for you. Rahm Emanuel and Chewy Garcia, they are both imperfect. Now, which one do you want to vote for? Are you still asleep? Because it doesn't matter which of them you believe in the dialogue or which commercials are the best on television or which ones are most persuasive on the radio. What matters is that you wake up because both men will fail you at some point in some capacity because they are men. And they are men running a government for men and women, all of whom are flawed. So what matters is what makes you believe based on what you've learned about each of them. Because the weight of the balance of power for an entire city is about to be placed in your vote. So it's time to wake up, Chicago. Wake up. What matters is what you believe, not what you've been told or what story you've been sold. It's time to wake up. Don't believe what you've been told. Believe what you know. Believe because you have the knowledge and believe because you went out and you got that knowledge. It's time to wake up. Don't believe what you've been told. Believe what you know. We gain knowledge whenever we seek to learn. And it is time for us to seek to learn, Chicago. Wake up. You get to choose your king. And men have given their lives to do this very thing. So how can you sit asleep safely at home? When just across the sea, just across the ocean, men and women still are dying to do the very thing that some of us won't. And that's to vote. Wake up. The next mayor will be your king. And they will be your king for four years. 
and you won't even cast a vote and spend at least four minutes seeking to learn about who this man is or who this man isn't or who this man may be. Wake up, Chicago. Please wake up. Seek to learn. Choose based on which one you connect with. When you get to know them, because whoever wins, that man will be your king. He will be the king of Chicago. And your king has a lot of influence. Because this is one of the largest cities, one of the greatest cities, and one of the most powerful nations on the planet. And the weight of the balance of power for an entire city is about to be placed in your vote. Wake up. Seek to learn. Make them do more than just earn your vote. Seek to learn on how you should cast that vote. And wake up. Choose wisely. The next mayor of Chicago, your king awaits. Wake up, Chicago. Wake up. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.